Welcome to the Truth Simply Put, the teaching broadcast vehicle of the Basilea Commission. On today's teaching, God's Word, rightly divided in the light of Christ, who is the central theme of the entire scriptures, will come with simplicity, precision, clarity, and power to instruct, admonish, edify, and build you up into the full measure of the stature of Christ. Now, let's dive straight in. I'm going to be talking with us on a topic, the gospel. And we know that when we are talking about gospel, anything that has to do with good news is good news. When we are saying good news, there is no adjuta of bad news in it. What makes it a good news? It is because it is good. The good news is so good to be true. The good news, what makes it good news is that you were heading somewhere and you couldn't meet up but somebody helped you. Praise God. What makes it good news is that you were to pay for your sin but someone took your place and gave you his place. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 6 verse 23 that the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life. By default, all men were sinners. Are you with me? By default, you don't need to do something bad to be called a sinner. Even though you were the nicest guy on earth, you were a sinner. Praise God. So, by default, you were a sinner. You were dead in your trespasses. God, the Bible said, by that default, every man that came to the world, they were sinners. So, the penalty for it was death. And somebody came. Is that not good news? And said, I'm going to take your place. And the Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. He who knew no sin became sin. That we might become the righteousness of God through him. Praise God. The gospel is not what um, people think. Because we have been seeing a lot of things going on today. As they might carry the name, the gospel, but the content is not carrying the gospel. What we are preaching, the so-called gospel preacher are fighting the real gospel. Praise God. So, the good news is so good to be true. And Jesus is that good news. And Jesus is that gospel. Romans 1 verse 11. For I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. When we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to visit you, but I was prevented until now. I want to walk among you. See, spiritual fruit just as I have seen among other Gentiles. For I have a great sense of obligation to the people in both the civilized world and the rest of the world, to the educated and uneducated alike. So I am eager to come to you in Rome too, to preach the good news. 
Do you know, there are many people that think that the good news is for the educated people alone. There are people that think that the good news is for profit. Are you with me? There are people that certain places they will not go to preach the gospel because of certain profit or the other. Are you with me? But if we are called by God, that our purpose and the will of God that is being carried through us is to preach the gospel. Whether in our singing, whether in our preaching, whether in our teaching is to preach the gospel of the kingdom, which is Christ Jesus. Praise God. And we may not know who we are until we realize it in the life of people. What impact our gospel have been able to make in the life of people. Are you with me? Somebody quoted a scripture in 2 Corinthians 2 verse 14. He said, we thank God that we are the sweet fragrance that anywhere we go, we spread the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because there are people that when they go to places, they are ashamed to say it. But Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because the gospel is not a power. The gospel is not one of the power. The gospel is the power himself. So you cannot preach the gospel and you are looking for power. You cannot preach the gospel and you are trying things to generate power. No. As the gospel is released, power himself is released. Praise God. So the gospel that we preach is the gospel that saves. Because we have gospel according to men understanding. Are you with me? Galatians will call it another gospel, which is not another. There may be some that trouble you, bringing the name gospel, you know, to trouble you. Are you with me? The gospel which we save, that the, the gospel that is the power himself, it cannot be power and comes to you, then it does not have, then it cannot save you. Praise God. And I have come to tell you, that the gospel that I've brought to us, which we have already known, is the gospel that saves. First Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also you receive, and in which you stand. When you receive this gospel, you don't fall. Even at your fallen state, when the gospel meets you, you stand. Praise God. You don't receive this gospel and you fall on the ground and start rolling like a lunatic. Start vomiting things. No. This gospel makes you stand. Haven't done all to stand. Therefore, stand. You don't fall in the gospel. For I delivered to you face of all, that which I also receive, that Christ died for our sin, according to the scripture, the first line of the gospel, how that Christ died, Christ did not die because he loved dying, Christ did not die because he wanted to taste it, 
and see how death is. Christ died for the sins of the world. If actually Christ died and Christ did not faint or they did not suffocate Jesus and they just take him to one hospital somewhere after three days, he came out from his subconsciousness. If actually Christ died for sin, no sin on earth can take human being, a believer to hell. You know, people argue that how can God himself came down to die for sin? Sin still have power. Please, come to me. I'm better than that God. But if it is God that created heaven and earth, and we know that he died, my brother, there is no sin, talk less of having power. When he came, was it not John that saw him and said, Behold! The Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the whole world. So, if Christ came and his mission was to take the sins of the whole world and he has died, my brother, what is keeping the sin? Is sin now powerful than God? Okay. The second line of the gospel that saved. And that he was buried. Can you see? His pastor, the preposition was. is not going because he has already. If he had. Means that. Whatever we are in Christ today is our reality. We are not open to enter. Because the promise given, he has kept it. We are now the beneficiary of the promises fulfilled in Christ Jesus. And that he rose again. The Bible did not say Christ was unconscious. Said he died. He died for complete three days. He rose from death. Not from fainting. Is it from fainting? From death. Now, this is the good news. I didn't mean Christ died and he did not rise. My brother, that's where the problem would have been. That is when we are saying we miss salvation. They can argue because he has not risen. But the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 15 verse 17 if Christ be not raised our faith is in vain we are yet in our sin the good news is that he has risen from the dead sin no longer holds us accountable because he has risen our faith is not in vain our faith is very very productive because he is our faith So, when you understand this, you stop insulting your person in Christ. Because there are some prayer you pray as a believer. It actually shows that you are ignorant of who you are. If you know that Christ is our faith, not even your faith can move God. 
the faith that moved God that you are now having was the faith in Christ Jesus and he moved once and for all nothing can move God again you hear pray harder why you are not getting this thing it is because you are missing some point in prayers it is because you are not praying harder it is because you have not been engaging in midnight prayer are you with me your prayer cannot move God if prayer can move God God would have come since God the way people praying in mountains because even in the law prayer was one of the good works but he said that it is not by the works of your righteousness that you are saved but according to his mercy God is a merciful God are you with me so you cannot say oh because things are like this it's because I'm a good guy in this kingdom who you are does not matter what matters is Christ so if you claim to be in the kingdom and you don't see Christ talk less of having Christ you are wasting your, you need to be born again are you with me the gospel is the only thing that can unveil the totality of God's love that's why when the gospel is not being preached the, the understanding of God is abused that is why the gospel must be preached. If man must know God, man must know God through the preaching and the teaching of the gospel. Praise God. That is why Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. Are you with me? So, for the love of God to be unveiled is by the gospel. Are you with me? The totality of God's love to humanity is unravel or unveil or reveal to people in the preaching of the gospel. Praise God. Ephesians 3.14 For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in you that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width the length, the depth, and the height of God. Sons of God, do you know what it means? That by this, that there is no more secret about God in your place. Gone of those days that they said, no man knoweth the things of God. My brother, the Bible said, now we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of God. So, by so doing, we can comprehend the depth. You know what is the depth? That's the depth about God. The width, the breadth, and the length. God, right now, is no more a mystery. Is anybody still looking for God? 
If you are still looking for God, look at me. Look at me. You see God in me. God is love. Right? What seed am I? The Bible says, Behold, what manner of love that the Father had bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. We are sons of God. So, anything you need to know about God, if people do not know, is believer fault. Praise God. Now, this very love make us master over disease. This very love of God in us make us master over disease. Master over lack, weakness, and failure. Love make us conquerors. So, when a believer is letting love loose in him, is letting God loose in him. Now, let me tell you, when it comes to love, God is in control of everything. But God is no more in control of love. Praise God. All the love of God was released in the person of Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave. God does not have love any longer. Because every love that God had, he released in the son. That's why there's nothing you can do for God to love you more. And there's nothing you can do now for God to love you less. All the love of God was equalized in the person of Jesus. Was equalized in the person of Jesus. In the person of Jesus. Praise God. So now, this Christ love is the Father love. It is abundant of the nature of the Father. It is the abundant of God unveiled in Christ. It is abundant of God unveiled in Christ. Romans 5 verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We have access into by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Ah, people do not understand what grace is. When they said a man can fall out of grace, it is ignorance. Let me tell you, people that fall out of grace, they were never in grace. I'm going to show you. They were never in grace. Now, in grace we are standing. Let me tell you, even though you think that you are falling, because you are in grace, you are standing. A man is not falling out of grace because of mistake. A man is not falling outside grace because he has committed one offense or the other. No, when it comes to offense, a man is falling from grace by rejecting the person of Jesus. Paul says in Galatians 5.3, he said, 
And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the old law. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. Are you with me? Any man trying, trying, you know, or attempting, but let me tell you something. There are people that know the truth and they know the truth very well, but they still decided to keep into error. Those one don't deserve pity. There are people that don't know the thing they know. Are you with me? There are people that they don't know, but all amount of sincerity they think that they know. It is those people that deserve pity. A man is not falling from grace because he commits fornication. He is not falling from grace because he is armed robber. A man can only fall from grace by him trying to justify himself by his own self-effort. Activities does not make you safe. What you can do does not matter in this kingdom. Who you are and what you have become in this kingdom, it is because of Christ. Are you with me? Morality lack the justified ground to make a man righteous. I'm telling you the truth. Morality lack the justified ground. That is why people do not know what Christ have done. Because if they know, they will not be seeing what Christ passed through as a small thing. Because many people feel Christ came and died to give them power to fulfill the law. That after he died, by the spirit of God in us, we have the power to keep the law. That is why you hear them argue that Christ said in Matthew 5.17, I did not come to destroy the law, nor the prophet, but I have come to... Now, I ask them, what is the meaning of fulfillment? Is it not Christ came to do two things? He came to do two things. Remember before the law, there was a common disease in the world. Sin. But sin was not imputed when there is no... Christ came to deal with two things. So he dealt with one on the cross. When he said it is finished, the law of Moses was fulfilled. But we did not have our redemption yet. Our redemption was not made at that point. Even when Christ rose from the dead, the redemption was not made. Let me tell you. Remember that Mary Magdalene went to touch him. He said, woman, touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, your father. It means that Jesus, after he rose from the dead, that blood of Jesus was Jesus presenting himself to the father. That's why when he presented himself to the father, the justice was made. Are you with me? That's what the Bible said in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. He that ascended first of all descended. When he ascended, he gave gift to men. That was the beginning of the new covenant. The old testament was buried and the new testament began.
the Old Testament was stopped and the New Testament began. Now, the New Testament is the reigning thing. The law is an expired milk. I love the law was good, though. The law was good, though. The law was righteous. But, you know, those men, I love those men. They have heart, though. They can do any kind of thing. I'm telling you the truth. They have seen something that is righteous. In their death nature, they think they can keep what is righteous. No. Are you with me? If you see how these people embrace the Lord with the all of their heart as if they can keep it. They don't even know that this law even came to reveal their sin. Remember, when Jesus said, it is written in your law that thou shalt not commit adultery. Hello? But Jesus said to them, if we are going by the law, it is not by you taking a woman to bed alone that you have committed adultery. That by the law, you sin and judging already, you have committed it. You sin and you reason how nice this woman can be in bed. You have reason already. Now, what was that trying to show us? That the law was actually God's standard of righteousness. That it is only God that can look a man and does not see the outward appearance. But by the law, a man can look. A man will still fall the law because a man cannot keep the law. It is only God that can look you and does not see what is wrong with you. What kind of skate you are wearing because God do not look at outward appearance but God looks at the heart of men. Are you with me? So the law was God's standard of righteousness that it is only God that can stay with this state of mind, not man. God does not think evil. Whosoever killed his brother is danger of hellfire. But the Bible says, whosoever said to his brother, Raka, you are a fool. It's also in danger. It is men that will always think. So for you, you may think by carrying knife alone to kill, you have followed the law. But Christ came to you, thinking alone or reasoning in your heart, you have already killed. So no man can keep the law. No man can keep the law. You understand? No man can keep the law. So when they did not understand, Jesus fulfilled the law. Are you with me? He fulfilled the law and also took away the sin nature of man and imputed the righteousness, the, as, as in the righteousness of God in men. When somebody said a man can lose salvation, they don't understand their scripture very well. How many of all remember the story of Noah? That when God, when Noah finished everything, it was Noah who built the ark. He has a choice. When he was putting the act into place, he has a choice at the particular time and say, I am not building again. And nobody will force him. Nobody will tell him, go back and do it. He has a choice. After building it, the door was open. He has a choice not to enter. Are you with me? But the Bible said, after everything, after everyone have entered, my brother, 
it is God himself that shut the door. Since Noah did not have the idea how the door was shut, even though he want to come out, he cannot come out again. Hello? If he like, let him kill himself. He will kill himself and still be saved in the ark. The ark will still reach the destination. The ark will still reach the destination. Likewise, a man in Christ, as you walked in, you have entered. No going back. No going back. Praise God. No going back. This is the assurance. A man in Christ cannot lose salvation. Let me tell you, that man, that man is in Christ. If we cannot go up and bring Christ back again, and since we cannot see Christ below again to bring him up, my brother, you have lost. There is nothing you can do again. Praise God. Romans 3, verse 19. Now we know that whatsoever thing the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deed of the law, no flesh shall be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now, the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed. Weakness by the law and the prophet himself. Even the righteousness of God, through faith in Christ Jesus, to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, religion would, as we always said this, they will tell you no man can be righteous. All of us are struggling to make heaven. You will not blame them. Hello? See, do not allow somebody to bring his ignorance and rob you from what you know. It is no more all I've seen. Hello? All are not sinning again. No? By one man, Sin entered. Also by one man. Righteousness enter. If you are struggling to enter. Me I have already entered. Because Jesus said I am the way. The day I receive Jesus. I enter the way. I'm not trying to be righteous. I walk righteousness. Because my nature is righteousness. I don't struggle to be good. Talabada. Naturally, I'm doing good because good is my nature. I'm not doing good to please my father. All the appeasement God needed. Christ has appeased him. Hello? All the appeasement was done in Christ. So there is nothing you can do to please God. And there's nothing you can do to increase the anger of God. Now, are you with me? Whatever you are doing in the kingdom, 
for the kingdom, it is because the love you have for the kingdom and also making yourself available for our father to fulfill his purpose in us and through us. That is why you see, when we receive the grace of God and we don't function, we are trying to tell the world we are selfish. We don't understand who we are or what we carry. Grace is a responsibility. For by grace are ye saved, not of works, lest any man should boast. Are you with me? We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto every good works. So, what a believer is doing in the kingdom, we call it the work love of a believer. And it must not be by eye service. I don't give so that Mr. Adam will see and say, that brother can give that brother when he enter. See the way he's flinking money. See the way he's giving to the things of God. See the way that will be eye service. But you give. You do everything. You help people. You show love to brothers and sisters. We call it work love of the believer. Because your nature is love. So it is mandatory for you to dispense love. It is mandatory. So we are not doing love to enter the kingdom. Love is the kingdom culture. Any believer that does not understand that is just like me seeing, seeing my sister doing wonderful things in the kingdom, then I'm jealous. Instead of me being happy and also decreeing upon myself because what she has in Christ, I have it also. Being happy and know one day as I'm growing, I will also bring out that every good and perfect gift from my father and start doing likewise. It is either we jealous or we want to say, okay, Mrs. Giver, let all of us, if I want to bring her down, hello, that will be wickedness on our part. So that's like the church of God. Until we understand ourselves that we grow in love. We are not yet a New Testament church. We have not yet attained that level. Praise God. A man cannot fall outside salvation. We stand in the salvation of God. Are you with me? Now, you must understand that in this kingdom, God is not clapping for you because you are a good guy. No. Naturally, that's supposed to be who you are. That is who you are. So me clapping for you because you are good is as if you don't know who you are. So I want to remind you, say, ah, brother, do you know you are doing good? And you say, ah, I never, I never knew. Hey, I forgot. Praise God. Okay, let's move on. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for sinners. Please, can you give me message Bible? Christ arrived right on time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself 
for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellion to do anything to get ourselves ready. Even though you were ready, you were still helpless. Even though you were ready, you were still helpless. No man can help himself except God help that man. Praise God. And verse 8 says, By grace, God commended his love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The next verse, see what the next verse said. When we were yet sinners, you were not good at any point. Christ came to die for you. He said, now, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of the son, much more having been reconciled shall be saved by his life. And the Bible says, we have the life of Christ now. We are not going to be saved. We are already being saved by the life of Jesus. Hello? Now, if you did not save yourself and Christ save us, and we now have the life of Christ, who do us this thing? That they tell you that something or village people somewhere have stolen believer destiny. Let me tell you, believer do not have any destiny. The destiny believer have is Christ. Now, let me tell you, if nothing could hold Christ on the grave, nothing can hold a born again believer. If nothing was able to keep Christ, nothing can keep a born again believer. Why? He said you are dead in Christ and Christ is hid in you in God. The only thing speaking on a believer head is the glory of God that is carrying the believer. Nothing is taking any destiny anywhere. Can somebody steal Christ? Can anything take Christ? The Bible says in Colossians 2 verse 6, it said, as you therefore receive Christ Jesus, therefore, you see, when you are not rooted or grounded in your reality, they can play caricature on your brain because you don't know. You must pay by your ignorance. Are you with me? You must pay by your ignorance. Are you with me? He said, what, therefore walk you in him. Rooted and grounded and established in the faith. Verse 7. And Paul began to warn again. He said, beware. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy and then visit. After the tradition of men and after the rudiment of this world. Not after our Lord Jesus. It is not everything that is taught in church. Some of them are spiritism. Doesn't make it spiritual. Doesn't make it spiritual. That's what Paul began to say. Not after our Lord Jesus. Because in person of Jesus. He said. Is the, is the fullness of God. Dwell 
bodily. It means that that God earth is now in us because he is in us. He said we are complete in him who is the head of principalities. Can you be the head of principality? Some of that thing that is under your feet is stealing your destiny. That is error and ignorant. But the Bible says giving thanks unto the Father who had made us meet to be the partaker of his inheritance with the saint in the light who had delivered us from the powers of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Where I am standing is light and shine and light shined upon the darkness and the darkness could not comprehend. See, you cannot be light and darkness is still speaking on your leg. It is ignorant. How? Do you know what you were delivered from? Do you know who delivered you? Verse 13 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. What were we redeemed from? From the dominion of Satan. The Bible said in Hebrew 2 verse 14, as children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him, that has the power of death, that he might deliver those who will all their lifetime through fear of death subject to bondage. If Christ has delivered us, from the fear of death and from the dominion of Satan he said he has given us the spirit no more of bondage to fear but of adoption whereby we cry our father every powerful back program you are running in search of miracle your reality you are running that is why you see when the church is being taught or fed very well, all this ignorant mumumism, so let me put it like that, because the foolishness is too thick that we don't know how to describe it. A believer, you are looking for a miracle when you are the miracle yourself. You are the walking signs and wonders. Therefore, you are running the place looking for signs and wonders. Praise God. Our God is a good God. Our God is a good God. Christ is our reality. Christ is our salvation. Christ is our justification. Christ is our redemption. Christ is our sanctification. Hebrew 10 says, are we all sanctified by the offering of Jesus Christ? All of us are sanctified. He said, the same offering, every priest standing daily, offering the same sacrifice, which can never take away sin. The Bible said, but this man, when he had offered one sacrifice for sin, how many sacrifices? One sacrifice for sin is sat down at the right hand of the father, expecting his enemies, 
his enemies are already put under his footstool. Now, the Bible says we are raised together. We are seated together with Christ. Are you with me? So, the people that God is expecting to put the enemies in their right places because some of our prayer make the enemies to understand that you don't know what Christ has done. The devil has been defeated. When you are praying, die by fire. You are making the enemies to play caricature on you that this person does not know who he is in Christ that I have been defeated I have been put aside I am under believers feet so when believers are praying certain prayers sing certain songs you are helping the defeated thing simply telling them I don't understand who I am I don't understand my position in Christ I don't understand my place in Christ all this thing is fear because they have not been taught well that's why the church need teachers of the gospel. The church need people that will give them the right thing that Christ has finished on the cross. Otherwise, the church will still be struggling because of lack of knowledge. Because of lack of knowledge. Praise God. Praise God. Hebrews 10 verse 1. For the law, having the shadow of of the good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with this same sacrifice which they offer continually year by year make those who approach perfect. Praise God. You see, sometimes we take time to talk about symbols and the shadows because believers have missed it. The Bible says of Colossians 2, from verse 17, he said, they are not holding on to the head, for Christ is the body. All these things we're explaining Christ, and Christ has come as their reality. How can you live the reality and still romancing shadow that can never profit you anything? That's why the church must stand up, because error is loud. We must be louder. We must speak out. We must not keep silent. Are you with me? We must not keep silent. The gospel must be preached. The way it was given. No compromise. Are you with me? Thank you, Jesus. See, let me tell you, I don't know what you came here to see. I don't know what you came here to hear. But I know of some people that they have seen Jesus. They have seen Jesus. But I don't know what you came to see. But look beyond that. The Bible said in the book of John chapter 1 verse 45. Philip findeth Nathaniel. He said we have seen him. We have seen him in a gathering like this. When the preaching is going on. You don't see Jesus. You are not hearing well. Or that place, it is not Jesus that is being preached. And we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angel for the suffering of death that he, by the grace of God, may taste death for every man. Every gathering we sit down to listen, whom we ought to see is Christ. 
Paul said, I determined to know nothing else from you than Christ and him crucified. And him crucified. And him crucified. And him crucified. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. If by one man offense, many be dead, how much more we which receive abundant of grace and of the gift of righteousness. Said, I am righteous. Said, I am righteous. Said, I am sanctified. Said, I am justified. Said, I am redeemed. I am the redeemed of the Father. Amen. Put your hands to Jesus. Well, that's it for today's teaching. We trust it has been worth your time. For more of these messages from our stables, kindly subscribe to our teaching podcast at www.thebasileacommission.podbean.com or via the Podbean app on your mobile device. For inquiries and further information, kindly send us an email to info at thebasileacommission.org or find us on social media with the handles at the truth simply put or at while the church. You can also send us an SMS, call us, or connect with us via WhatsApp on plus two three four seven zero triple eight one double eight six four. Finally, if you would like to give to support the work that we do, kindly follow the Patreon link in our podcast or contact our office for details. Thank you.